What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 301, broken up into two parts, A and B. B? B? 301A, posting on 1018, will be discussion on Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And 301B, posting on 1021, will be discussion on Hellraiser from Hulu. If you notice, this should be our 300th episode, but we're going to wait two weeks. It's a mystery. We, it's a but we'll have Black Adam on episode three hundred. It'll be a much better episode. I won't be sick. Uh, we'll all be in in office. It'll be a good a good a good episode. It's a mystery. Mystery. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as does every week is my co-host Roger Stillian, our lovely permagrest Chris Bond. It's a mystery, gentlemen. How are we this week? What's going on? Three hundred one A sounds like a terrible band name, by the way. Three hundred one A, and we're here to rock your faces off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I. Yep, before I'd leave. Take exit. Take exit 301A. Yeah. Five miles. <laughs> How are we doing this week, guys? I'm, I'm feeling very mysterious. Mysterious? Yes. Oh, all right. I mean, it's been a good week. Um, I don't think I did anything besides watch a movie. And I say movie, by the way. <laughs> Attempts were made, whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. I told you. I told you it does happen. Yeah, you, make, no. you, you always made fun of me, but it does happen. <laughs> I'm still making fun of you. It ain't never happened to me yet. <laughs> One day I will, old man. One day. One day. Due to your advanced age. <laughs> you guys do anything this week? Yes. Um, I installed a wall heater in my garage yesterday, so that was exciting. All right. You know, man things. You wouldn't understand. Man, man shit. <laughs> Neither one of you people would understand. <laughs> I trimmed some hedges, dog. So, Oh, you know what? Hedge clippers are awesome. I like, mean, did you use like the, the electric ones that are like... Oh, yeah. The big yeah. giant saw that yep. they just let you play with. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> I don't even need a license for this. No, right. just, I can just use this, huh? Weird. Yeah. yeah. It's been a, been a good week for me. Like what about you, Grace? What kind of manual labor did you do? I did not. I mean, I've been working from my home for, but I was super sick all week. So I haven't left my house in four days. I didn't. I didn't. And so, you, so, so you did no manual labor. No, I did intellectual shocked. labor. Shocked. I'm actually mm-hmm. shocked. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> I'm looking at budgets and looking at stuff like that. Come on, man. Have you Come even on. showered? Actually, from from <laughs> from Tuesday morning to Thursday afternoon, no, I did not shower. Uh, I mean, that's that's. Child's play. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you, you, you'll be uh, you'll be jealous, Grace. I got together with a with a few friends and played Magic: The Gathering all night. So I did do that this week, which was awesome. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, yeah, you I did so some it's... real dork shit. Tell them what else you played. Oh, Smash Bros. He did Smash Brothers Smash. and Magic: The Gathering night. Yeah, dude, I, I love Smash Brothers, man. I know. It's, oh my god, it's so you much also fun. love Magic: The Gathering. I do. I love both. Um, but Smash Brothers can be a lot of fun for the right people. I know that my friends and I we're we're like a bunch of weirdos, but we all choose ice climbers, and we we choose the computer ice climber. So there's like there's like fifty six ice climbers on screen at any one time, and so you, yeah, it's just complete chaos. You my buddy, who's who. my one terrible. buddy all used to always he would either play as the ice climbers or Ness, and I hated him so much. <laughs> I fucking hated him. Well, Hammers and baseball bats. Yeah, they're they're so they're so annoying. But yeah, no, Smash can be a lot of fun if you. Especially if you do the right settings, it's just it, it just can be a lot of fun. Chaos. Well, look, there, there are easy settings to put for Smash Brothers, especially if you have a group of people that don't play very often or aren't very good. You turn on the handicap by itself, so it adjusts it for you. So eventually, you're just able to be just flicked off the map. 
So well, yeah, Smash can be a lot of fun. Uh, but otherwise, yes. I've done a whole lot. Um, planning a trip to Los Angeles this week. I'm excited about that. I'd like so to play some better. Smash Brothers now. Amen. At least we'll do it right now. Yeah. No, well. we're not. Oh, <laughs> oh. Mm. Mm. What else do you guys do? Anything else fun? Mm. I don't know. Started prepping my house for Halloween stuff. Finally, there's a whole bunch of little tiny pumpkins all over my porch. I'm sure those won't end up smashed all over my yard by mm. punk teens. Punk, punk Wait, teenagers. is that a yearly thing that happens where you are? I mean, it's a thing that happens in most small towns where people just go around and they'll steal pumpkin and smash it in the street. So my brother, I mean, stole... hypothetically, I never would have done that when I was in high school. Oh allegedly. yeah, no. allegedly, never. Uh, my my brother, my little brother, he uh, he stole a long gnome off of someone's yard. At, yeah, uh, one one time, and he got chased through town by the one police officer that works for my little town, mm. and. uh out of him and his seven friends, when the cop yelled "stop," he was the only one that stopped. Your brother's an idiot. So, uh, so yeah, he got a uh, he had to go to court and everything for stealing a fucking lawn. Oh, <laughs> what a dumbass! Never stop. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just shoot you. He was the one guy. <sighs> yeah, good times. Well, I mean, look, at least he stopped when the cop said stop. He's, you know. No, that's the problem, moron. He he that he stopped. What are you going to say? Like, the cop was like, listen, son, you did the right thing by stopping. All right, well, here's your citation. We'll see yeah. your ass in listen, court. And idiot. here's the worst part. He wasn't the fattest friend, so if they would have all kept running, he <laughs> would have been the one that got caught. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, <laughs> valuable lessons were learned. Oh, yeah, speaking of police officers, I do have an exciting story. It's only take one minute. Um. I got a notice at my house yesterday that the police were looking at looking for someone within like a six block radius of my house. That somebody got called in for some guy wandering around the streets with a gun. <laughs> Jesus! So that was cool. I was like, "All right, then." I mean, that's just that's just normal town stuff in our area, though. Not in my town. Oh, all right, fair enough. I mean, listen, I was excited. <laughs> the rest of my family was not. Wait, oh, did, did okay. they did they catch the guy or did you... I have no idea? All oh. I said was like, "I welcome into my home." Where I have many of my own guns. <laughs> I mean, Hello, sir. <laughs> you may want to turn around, though. sir. You may want to go right back out that door, sir. <laughs> Just sitting on my deck, cleaning my AR. <laughs> Allegedly. All right, gentlemen. All right. This is episode 301 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. was posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which sends tributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, let's jump into the box office, which, surprise to no one, Halloween Ends kicks off with $41.3 million domestic with a worldwide of 58.4. It's not a bad start. I That's expect a pretty a decent more. number, especially because it is available on Peacock. Yeah, that, that definitely. So we'll get, that them. one is next week for us. Yeah. Number two, Smile, $12.4 million, bringing in a worldwide of 137 That's a win. I can't. I don't think Halloween's going to catch Smile, though. Uh, okay. It probably won't have the staying power. Number three, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, $7.4 million, a very disappointing $26.6 million, but Yo. disappointing deservedly so. Oh, so 26.6, is that two weeks in so it's far? Just, it's just two weeks on a kid's movie. Yeah, but $26 million is not... Terrible, but the budget's probably higher than that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll have that ready to go when we talk. Yeah. All right. The Woman King, number four, 3.7 million, worldwide of 76.5. 
Amsterdam, number five, two point nine million, bringing a worldwide of eighteen point four million. Lyle, Lyle, crocodile is still severely underwater. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Oh boy, I'm I'm actually so I have a lot of the same questions I'm going to ask this week that I'm going to ask for next week because they both have completely unreal characters that belong that are trying to be in our world. So I have some very similar questions for both movies. Between Michael Myers and Lyle the Crocodile. Yes. Mm. I know. I bet weird. you we're going to have far more of an interesting discussion than I thought we were going to have. <laughs> You're right about that. Grace, Grace and Maxwell asking the important questions. <laughs> this is the hard-hitting questions. Who's more believable, the singing crocodile or the menacing, unkillable killer? Well, but both of them are not. They don't really. Both of them are things you're trying to shoehorn into a real world that don't neither one of them neither one of their movies i'm sure will do a good job in explaining to us why they're there well one's not even going to try and the other one stars michael myers the serial killer that's true okay that's, that's, fair. <laughs> that's true i guess all right mm-hmm. well there's your box office let's the current and upcoming releases nothing has really changed a whole lot this past black weekend, adam's coming baby this past weekend halloween ends was on is in for theaters and if you have peacock you can watch it there too october 21st is black adam ticket to paradise those two uh important to notice that black adam if you can see it on imax you definitely should i'm sure that's a hell of a film on imax yeah i hear it's pretty good in imax number 28 pray for the devil until uh november 4th armageddon time the estate november 11th black panther wakanda forever wakanda forever November 18th, She Said. November 23rd, Bones and All. Devotion, The Fablemans. Glass Onions, A glass, uh, a Knives Out Mystery. Uh, one week only, it says. And then Strange Wait, World. Is it actually going to a theater for a while before Netflix? Oh, I guess so, yeah. Huh. Interesting. But right. so, so that leaves that weekend even more Is that for Oscar Buzz? <laughs> yeah, it, it must be. But that, <laughs> but that leaves that weekend... Four movies instead of five, or five movies instead of four. Mm. Jeez, that's a lot. But like, we can't. Okay, just let's have a small discussion for a second. Bones and all, devotion, the Fablemans, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, Strange World. Glass Onion, we can we can rule out because that's going to be on Netflix. We can watch that any of the following weeks if we need to fill something in. Fine. Yep. And the Fablemans has to be that week, right? Then what about Strange World? What about Devotion? Well, I mean, Devotion is going to be the biggest one of the three. Of what three? The three you just said. Devotion, Fablemans, and Strange World? Yeah. You think Devotion is going to make more money than the Fablemans? Yes. I do not think that okay. whatsoever. Well, I mean, listen, it'll sort itself out in the wash. I'm sure it will, but listen, I... Big War Epic with Airplanes or Steven Spielberg's semi-autobiography? Hmm. I bet you Fablemans mm. does well, and I'll bet you even Strange World does more. I was going to say, I, I think you're sleeper on Strange World. I think it'll probably do decent. I know it's not getting that big of a buzz, but it, it's a new property that's ever been seen before. Oh, sorry, it is animated Disney. No, listen, I'm not trying to knock that. I just I don't think that Fablemans will be a movie that performs financially great. I just it just doesn't have that vibe for me. The movie might be excellent. I'd probably get all kinds of critical buzz. But we do know that those movies do not seem to perform super well financially. Okay, fair. I mean, that's that's always fair. Well, we'll we'll see. We each have different takes on that. We will we definitely do. see. And then December starts off with Violent Night, December second. <laughs> 
Yes, you love violent stuff, Roger. We get that. We definitely get that. I don't like scary things, though. Violent. You keep making me watch them. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm excited for one we're going to talk about very, very shortly. <laughs> None of us are excited for this. That's a lie. <laughs> Let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Netflix, and I was I was scrolling through, and I saw a gem from 2005, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, by director Doug Liman, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Vince Vaughn, Adam Brody, Kerry Washington, Keith David, 2005. That one's one I really enjoy. I like Doug Liman's way of storytelling. I like his way of filmmaking. Uh, and the ending of that, the last sequence of that film is a thing of real, real beauty. If you haven't seen that one, man, that's a good one. That's with um, <clears throat> where they are kind of spies. There's their spies. Or assassins. That, assassins. Sorry. They're assassins that are, they find out about each other. And then they, in the end, they have to team up to, to avoid dying. And it's, uh, it's that last sequence is something of real beauty. One of the most beautiful things of 2005, I, I, I got to say. Love. And Roger, you chose one. One American Ultra. Hell yeah. By director Nima Nurezida, Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart, Connie Britton, John Leguizamo, Topher Grace, Walton Goggins, Bill Pullman's Tony Hale, 2015. Tell us a little bit about that one. So um, the short version of the story for American Ultra is Jesse Eisenberg, who is just some worthless stoner douche, um, who is like, trying to propose to his girlfriend but has like terrible anxiety and he's trying to get on a plane to hawaii never can turns out the reason that he can't is because like he's hard he's been like secretly trained um as part of the ultra program to some like cia like super killer and um he gets activated and kind of goes on like a rampage it's kind of it's interesting it's fun it's violence um it's there's hilarious stoner jokes while he's like beating somebody to death with a frying pan. So yeah, you know, it's a, it's an interesting film to watch and it's yeah, set it in like is. podunk, West Virginia. Yeah. Podunk, West Virginia, baby, West Virginia. And another one, zero dark 30, a uh, far more complex movie than American ultra A movie of critical acclaim uh, by, uh, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow. Yep. Jessica Chastain, Joel Edgerton, Chris Pratt, Mark Strong, Jason Clark, Kyle Chandler, 2012. Tell us a little bit, that, a little bit about that one. Uh, so Zero Dark Thirty is a story of how we end up getting enough information to raid Osama bin Laden's um, compound in Pakistan um, about how all the CIA and spy stuff that went into that and the actual execution of the raid. Uh, very interesting movie. Um, very critically acclaimed bunch of... Uh, bunch of awards for this one very dark terrorism themed movie so if you're not into that this isn't for you just telling you right now that it's not um i think zero dark 30 is awesome the amount of ownage in this movie is incredible so yes right. chris you ever seen uh zero dark 30 that's what i haven't seen before but yeah you should check that out yeah i was gonna say it's, it's it's a mostly true adaptation of what actually happened so okay i'm yeah. a I, 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 I like I like war like wartime movies passing and like the present one so I think I'd enjoy that. Yep. All, All right, right, so Netflix this week. If you have it, you can check out Mr. and Mrs. Smith, American Ultra, Zero Dark Thirty. All available for your viewing pleasure. All spies and assassins related stuff. There, weird. Yeah, they are. Hmm. That was accidental. Actually, didn't mean that. Was it though? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about a major major trailer that debuted last week. 
that's got a lot of people kind of on the fence. There, you know, some on both sides of the argument. Let's talk about which Enola one Holmes first. too, baby. Let's <laughs> up. Super Mario Brothers. Let's talk about that for one second. Okay, I'll start first. I think this trailer, besides Chris Pratt's voice, looks incredible. Like visually, I think it's great. Well, hold on. What's wrong with Chris Pratt's voice? Everything. Well, the fact that it's just Chris Pratt's voice, not him like trying to sound like Mario. Well, so I mean, well, here's the thing though. Do you want him to sound like Mario? Like, is that like what you want out of that? Because there's no like, you know, Bowser does doesn't sound like Bowser. He sounds like Jack Black playing as Bowser. But he doesn't just sound like just Jack Black, though. Yeah, he doesn't. That's the Jack Black playing as Bowser. No, sure. no, hold on, hold on. But if you didn't, if you, if no one told you that was Jack Black, that you wouldn't have figured it out in one tra- in one viewing of that trailer. You, you wouldn't have figured it out. But, I'm but, here, awesome. but here's the thing: we get one line from Mario. One. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like we don't know if there if that was just something they they wanted to get out now. For the trailer, we don't know if there's going to be if there's any other creative direction no, they're going to take. You're right. You're right. So I was. I mean, what, what, it, it's just his stupid, dopey voice. Well, so like, well, no, you don't like. Chris listen, Pratt, so hold you, on. You're excluded from this. Well, hold on, hold on. As opposed to the eloquent nature of the original Mario voice, he's a dopey ass character to begin well, with. He, he is. Here's the thing about Chris Pratt, though. People don't like that it's Chris Pratt because they're thinking, why does Chris Pratt keep getting these roles? He sucks as a as a as an actor. He's terrible. And that's the question. That Do you think he sucks, sucks as an actor? I don't. Terrible? I think he does not like Chris Pratt. Remember, hold on a second. I, I don't like it because he's. I don't like. I don't like him as an actor. I don't think he's very good. You so, don't like Chris Pratt as a person. You're mean. Yeah. <laughs> You're mean. You know, I might have something against him, but I just don't think he's very good as an actor. I just. I don't think he's a good actor. I don't know why he keeps getting these roles. It's starting to piss me off. It's starting to insult me a little bit in Hollywood. Mm. Who, he keeps who, casting hold on. this guy. Okay, so I have one question for you then, and then and then we'll drop this so we can right. move on. Who do you want to play as Mario if not Chris Pratt? Uh, I have an answer to that. No, no, I'm asking Grayson though. I don't know. Okay, then now go ahead, Roger. Uh, the guy that's played Mario in the last like eleven Mario games. Okay, okay, so so you want the actual so 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 here's my counter. I want the guy that's dedicated his hey, life to being Mario. I've had this discussion with somebody though. Okay. Maybe that guy isn't a good voice actor. Maybe he's good at showing up and giving the one lines at okay. whatever pace within your Mario yeah. game. So maybe the guy can't actually carry like an actual like, like dialogue, like a dialogue back and forth, and okay. make it believable. Maybe it's well, too. I get stiff. that. That that I, that absolutely could be a thing. Yeah. So but, I think I think that's more what they're running into. Well, yeah. what does it mean if? I mean, I don't know how many people could. I, I didn't. I don't know the short list from from for Mario for who's going to voice Mario, but it doesn't seem like to me there would have been a lot of guys on that list. Okay. So I do. I do want to make a point though, because we've talked about Mario a few times here between yeah. the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it is visually excellent. Oh yeah. So like, so like the highlight of the of the trailer for me was because of my four year old daughter's reaction. Uh, Bowser starts blowing the fire at the castle, yep. and she said, "Ooh, fire!" And I was like, <laughs> <Yeah. in. laughs> "You know what I mean? Like, perfect. Yes. My kid will watch this. Got it." Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, Grayson, do you have a problem with like with like the inherent comedy that that came with the trailer as well? Or no, 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 I don't have a problem with the trailer at all. The only problem I have with the trailer is Chris Pratt. Gosh. I mean, I need to be very honest about that. I, <laughs> you just, you just man, damn. I just don't. I look. I don't. It's not. You got to stop saying I have a problem with Chris Pratt. I don't think he's earned the roles he's getting. Okay. Well, 
but he keeps getting them. So yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like as, I, I mean, someone keeps giving him these goddamn roles. So sure, as, as opposed to Kristen Stewart, right? Yes, she okay. would not make yeah. a good Mario. I don't believe. No, well, no. I, 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 I don't, don't think... believe. I'm not 100 percent sure that that's accurate though. Wait, wait, wait. Also, wait, I heard that Kristen Charlie. Stewart? I'm pretty sure that Charlie Day is Luigi, and I'm here for that. Oh yeah, I like yeah. Charlie Day. I like Charlie Day a lot. So my my brother, like out of the Mario Super Mario universe, and a lot of Nintendo stuff, really, he's a huge Luigi fan. Like, like it's all he's the only person he plays when we play Super Smash. You know, whenever we play anything that has multiplayer, oh, he does that Mario, stupid he's rocket Luigi. fly across the screen. Oh thing. god, yeah, he loves that shit. <laughs> so annoying. Oh, and like he'll he'll judo chop you and say and just scream out judo chop as you fly off the map. Yeah, yes. he's that guy. Yes, but yeah. So like, like I was excited to to see Luigi on screen and things like that. So I like. My my little kid heart is happy for this movie. Like I'm ready for it in it whatever form they give it to us. I knew, I knew it was going to look good. Oh, yeah, I mean, just because the studio is behind it. So oh yeah, hundred percent. And also, it's you know made by the company that I work for. So hopefully, I get some Mario swag. So just saying, wouldn't be opposed to that. What kind of Mario swag would you get? Uh, I don't care. So I have Mario swag that I have. I have. Uh, I have like cardboard Mario masks and hats from when I used to work at GameStop. Well, the hats are like felt. <laughs> just start wearing them around. <laughs> I'll send you guys pictures of me wearing them in store. <laughs> yes. They're terrifying. I have no pants on though. So be warned. Okay. No pants. Always good. We always say pants optional pants, always optional. Yes. Well, I mean, so we still, do you remember we, we still have that bet that I, that I foolishly made that I'm going to stand behind. Yes. Oh, you are you're paying up so hard, dude. What was it? It was, it was, no, no, no. It was it was what two hundred million domestic in two in two weeks. Two? Domestic. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to pull. No, it was it wasn't domestic. Is what is what we said. Yeah. Because you said because you because you said okay domestic. We were no 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 just overall. And you're like okay, I still take that bet. So that's where we're locked in at. I believe we'll make a billion dollars. <laughs> this movie's gonna fucking kill, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I I, I get my doubts. I got Listen, my doubts. I I know you think the world is is with you being against Chris Pratt, but I bet you he. I but bet the you world is here for Mario. More. Yeah, that too. Well, no, right, it's that, not. That, it's not only that, but it's people are just like theater attendance is down, man. I mean, look, I don't know how much it's gonna affect Mario. It probably won't, but I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> theater attendance is down. Spider Man happens. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, all right, that's enough about Mario. What's next? Enola Holmes too. Your Enola favorite movie of all time. I'm a big fan of Enola Holmes. I like Enola Holmes quite a bit. I thought the first one was inventive. It was clever, and it flowed. I didn't think it's the best movie in the world, but I gave it an eight. If you remember, mm-hmm. I gave it. Did an eight. you give it an eight? I did. I, I remember like a fucking four. I remember us trashing that film. I thought. No, we I did. Mean, we did not trash it. I would not have let us trash it. First off, I trashed it. Well, fine, <laughs> we, but the collective we did not trash it. I'm going to look up that video. I, w- I want to hear my score. Good. I, I really yeah, enjoy Enola Holmes. It's not great. So, uh, so they're making another one. Henry Cavill's still there, and he's our he's our prince. So there's that. Got yeah, that going for. You know, turns out apparently our boy uh, Henry might be make an appearance in Black Adam. So, Woo, think about that. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Bobby, wait, Millie Bobby Brown. She's excellent. Um, Cavill, I, I, there's, I don't know why you guys didn't like the first one. I can't figure that one out. I told you it's not made for somebody like myself. I'm not a preteen. Well, this one's going to be a little, well, if even if that was true for the first one, this one's not going to be aimed at people quite so young. Sure. You think this is the gritty, like we're scaling up like the, the switch they made after like the second Harry Potter movie. 
No. The third one where people start dying and No, but I think it's going to be a little more serious in tone. Everyone's several years older. So, I mean, maybe maybe not. I just I, I have hopes with this. I think Netflix knows what they have with the Nola Holmes. At least I hope they know what they have with the Nola Holmes. I mean, we never get any return on that anyway. We never get to see it, so Yeah. And let's talk about finally creepy creepy Megan. Uh, no. I don't want to talk about this. I do want to talk about this because mm-hmm. collectively mm-hmm. all three of us were like, nope, nope, I'm just not going to do it. I don't so like this, shit this that trailer, don't right. This trailer is terrifying to me. I well, see, so, like okay, it. let's just, okay, so this trailer is, it's another take on um, someone's building a companion for their little, for their, their little girl to play with uh, when, when they're otherwise lonely and cannot make friends. And this little robot turns out to be very creepy. And it runs through the forest on all fours, and that's no, 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 no. Why would you? Why would you do that? I don't. I was watching this thinking to myself. I, I could feel my heart rate rising while I was watching the trailer. Can you yeah, imagine? Because, because it's wrong. <laughs> I don't want to watch the movie, but but I'm going to make sure that we do. That's we're definitely going to watch it when that comes out. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, no. What do you mean? No. We're definitely going to watch that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> listen listen so th- this is about a robot companion that goes murder town on things but the whole th- it's not it's creepy it's just like some souped up version of chucky right? it's like a, it's like a puppet without strings and it doesn't move right and that gives me the actual heebie-jeebies i don't like this i don't want to do this make it stop that robot needs to be killed with fire <laughs> a lot of things needs to die with that fire and that's yep. one of them <laughs> boo megan boo mm. I don't know. I again, it could be okay. It's just it's gonna. We know it's gonna be creepy for sure. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, I'm definitely thumbs down on that last trailer. But <laughs> the other other two, I'm I'm currently excited for, but not Megan because that's creepy. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. All right, and we come to the movie of the week: Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. No. All right, Chris will be back with us here shortly. Yep. See? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bow while you guys do this for uh, I somehow missed this one. So, and I'll be back in for Hellraiser. Have fun, buddy. Yep. All right, let's take a look at some particulars. But first, we'll use Rotten Tomatoes. I was going back between Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, but um, we'll use Rotten Tomatoes for a few more weeks until they will publicly get slammed again, then we'll switch over. But the tomato meter for Rotten Tomatoes for Lilao Crocodile, 75%, which I have a problem with, an audience score of 94. 94 and yeah. let's do some particular. The Metacritic score is actually a little bit closer to where I would prefer it to be. It's only at a fifty on Metacritic. So, mm. well, Metacritic's probably closer to right. I I watch this movie and I was thinking to myself, what in the hell could possibly be going on? Javier Bardem, Constance Wu, Winslow Fegley, Scott McNary, Brett Gelman, Sean Mendes as Lyle, the voice directed by Josh Gordon and Will Speck. Let's talk about it. Okay, and then, and then this is this of course is adapted from a children's book. Also, it's very important to know. You know, it's sure. funny when I was talking to people about that, no one seemed to know what, what they've never heard of Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Yeah, I think that's crazy, right? That I think that's a little weird that even especially parents that I was talking to hadn't heard of Lyle Lyle Crocodile. I thought that was it's one thing to not see the movie, but to not have heard about the book. That's yeah. also kind of nuts, if you mm-hmm. ask me. But. Let's talk about it. Roger. What's going on in Lyle Lyle Crocodile? Um, so Lyle Lyle Crocodile is a story of a singing alligator 
basically. Um, who was try the guy had him before tried to push him into being famous and he didn't like it and they ended up separated and then he befriends a small kid to help him get through his day while continuing to sing like Sean Mendes all the way through the movie. Mm, beautiful Sean Mendes, mm. yes. Mm, yes. Yes. But it, I have so many problems with this movie and mainly it is my problems come in with things like he just finds him in the back of this room in a cage singing. Yep. The, the, uh, like he just finds a singing crocodile. He's the Geico gecko at that <laughs> point though. Um, so I don't, I don't want to knock on like some weird, small particular stuff in this movie, but I do want to address it. Um, this movie's animated weird. Now look, I know they weren't going for photo, photo realistic crocodile that sings like Sean Mendes. Okay. I get it. <laughs> However, Grayson made a great point when we were prepping up for the show. Hey, look, we did show prep for once um, when we were talking between the two of us about how that they didn't make him grow up like he didn't look any bigger. He looks just like Clifford the Big Red Dog. Remember, we knocked on that movie a lot about how they just made him when he was small just look the exact same but bigger. And that just scaled him down. That's all it did. Very accurate here um, for this movie. It's just it's strange to me. About how how that is, but, you know, I guess it is what it is for a movie like this. But it's still, I mean, it's it's still, like, was it, it just stood out to me like a red flag immediately. That it well, wasn't, I think I, I would have been more comfortable with it if he was just animated, just like cartoon animated even. You know what I mean? Because they don't ever explain, like, why the alligator can really sing and dance, right? <laughs> he can just do it. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing with, I mean, that's kind of the... Javier Bardem's character is Hector P. Valentini. Valentini. He just kind of comes and goes when he pleases. And I mean, but it's that, but that's the storybook kind of uh, factor that, that kind of comes in and like, because he never seems to also age either. No. Um, So that, that is one thing I do want to address about this movie. Look, this movie is not geared towards us. It really truly isn't. This is as straightforward of a kids movie that we have seen in recent months. Um, there's not any like the cool double entendre jokes where like adults and kids are laughing at the same joke for different reasons. Like that's not in this. That's not this kind of movie. Um, no, I'm not saying that it's bad. It's fine for kids. It really truly is. It's, it's okay in that aspect. Um, but like straight up as a film critic, which, you know, I'm being snobby because I called myself a film critic, but as somebody who reviews movies all the time, like I am not the demographic for this movie. So neither I, one of us is this demographic. Yeah. Like the the like demographic even, is even much younger. Kids and Chris with kids, like, you know, our kids like it. It's fine. But for us, it's just like, okay, it's just a kid's movie. So that's literally, and I, I think, you know, there are plenty of kids or plenty of family movies that we don't just say that stuff about, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that, you know, adults enjoy just as much as kids for different reasons. And this movie is just straight geared towards kids with some singing and Sean Mendez, Sean Mendez fans. So that's really it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, that much is evident when we the, the the protagonist here is is a very young child who has trouble making friends. Yep. Um, He's a loner. Winslow Fegley is Josh Prim. Uh, he's kind of a loner. They're moving into the city. He has no friends. He's kind of a, he's just, he's a guy that 
he sticks to himself yep. and he wants he, he very much wants to be popular and you know who what kid wouldn't you know ever no, no, he wants to so be he famous. finds and then but here's the thing here's here's some weird here's some weird so in this this what are the, what do they call a brownstone they call the yeah, house of brown on 88th yeah. street um, the brownstone they seem to move in but they never seem to check what's on the third floor of his brownstone no they just move in no, they just cool. move right in and there's a crocodile just walking just around chilling yeah, man, he's just chilling. And of course, like Lyle has, he's been abandoned and he figured out where to go get food and what dumpsters to dive in. So I get that part of it. Street I, savvy singing alligator. Yeah, he is indeed. <laughs> if you ever wanted to see one, he, this is the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the first night, he he takes our young boy, Josh, out for a, a, a stroll around the city with, with no shoes on, no socks, no. or no, no shoes, just walking around New York, bare, bare feet, like, like that's not a problem or anything. It's a poor choice. <laughs> Very poor choice. Uh, and don't even get me started on this damn cat. Like, wh- why was this cat in there? Like, I don't even. I have when no the cat idea. jumps into his open mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then the alligator has him for like the next four minutes and then spits him up and, he, and yep. then he's, he's okay. No, that cat would be dead. Dead. Digested and dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very strange set of elements that come together to make Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Now, granted, all this is is a kid's book and you really have to. I mean, you're not going to pull a film out of just the book. You're going to have to sit down and get creative with what elements you have to bring in and out to make this even a watchable movie. Sure. And it's and I get that. But there are some things that need explaining. You know, movie 101 is you have to explain things as you're going forward. I mean, can we talk about how this dude just abandoned an alligator in New York or crocodile? In yeah, New York? So a, like, a magical no, crocodile cool. yeah, in no, New York. Cool. I got to go make some money, kid. I'll be back. <laughs> Nope. Old Go dad on. went out to get cigarettes and <laughs> years later returns. Like nothing ever happened. Yeah, yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, I thought Javier, let's talk about Javier Bardem for a second. Sure. Is that a weird choice to you to play Hector Valenti? Yeah, but you know what? He's a charismatic guy. So I don't really have a problem with Like, I don't think he's anything wrong with the movie. It is, it is a strange choice, but I mean, I think he plays the part fine. Okay. I. Yeah, I thought also thought it was. I thought Javier Bardem. The longer the movie went on, I thought it was a weird choice. Okay, I really did. I I don't I don't, I don't know what it was. I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on something exactly, but Javier Javier Bardem. It just didn't. It just didn't sit well with me. Why he was in that role? Okay. Now maybe did he. You, did you prefer him like hunting down people like Anton Chigurh? Or <laughs> no, I mean it just. I don't I don't know what it is with. You know, Javier, he just – he's a better actor than this. Like he doesn't – this is – this should have been not something that he did. Okay. So like – okay. Oh, I, get, I get what you mean there. I mean there, I mean, are, maybe, there are any number of people that could have done that role. I mean maybe he's like friends with the director or something. You know, like we, we talk about that kind of stuff a lot because it really does happen. Oh, no, of course, of course. I mean, movies are all about politics. Mm-hmm. So whenever – I mean who knows? Maybe he's friends with – he wanted to do the Benji Pesek and J- Justin Paul music. Maybe he just really wanted to be part of that. And I mean, sure. who wouldn't? After La La Land, who wouldn't? I mean, maybe he's a huge Sean Mendes fan. Yeah, I mean, sure. Maybe those who, who are boys. Who's not? Um, so there are a number of reasons, but I think that would have benefited from, I don't even know, someone like Colin Farrell doing it, maybe. Although I don't think Colin Farrell ever was going to do a musical, but. Um, I don't know, Maybe. 
Never would have thought Hugh Jackman was a super musical guy until he crushes it in multiple roles. That's, that's very true. That yeah, is also so, true. I mean, that's a, that's a thing. All right, let's talk about Constance Wu for a second, Roger. You had some questions about Constance Wu, who plays yep. the mother. Stepmom, brother, stepmom. Uh, so that is that is a big aspect of this family, too. It's a blended family, but they don't really talk about like a blended family, so that's kind of neat. Um, Josh just kind of accepts her as his mom, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so, you know, there's that. I mean, Constance Wu's here. I don't know why. Why is she in this movie? Well, again, it's I, I. I mean, is it was this a high profile movie that people wanted to be part of? I, I wonder. I don't. I mean, ultimately, they could just be fans of the children's book. It is a big book, you know. Sure, and and I, I understand wanting to be part of something like that. Or maybe they got kids and want their, you know, hey, like my my, I'm doing this because my kid thought it would be awesome. You know, that matters sure. too. Uh, yeah, it, it 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 does matter. It does sure. But again, I can't understand why. I mean, Javier and Constance have both cut their chops, and you know they're some good performers. They're bigger than this, I think so. Which is weird to say because this isn't. I mean, this is about the themes of Lyle Lyle aren't is is about realizing that you may not be as important as you think you are. Yeah, um, but it's, it's I, not I don't being know. Humbled. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, so let's, let's also talk about the star of the show, the Lyle, for a second. Why does this, did we ever explain why he only sings? Uh, not that I remember. I didn't remember seeing anything either, but I, but don't get me wrong. I, I, it's like I don't enjoy the, the, the stylings of Sean Mendes. I certainly do. Sure. I just wonder why this crocodile only sings. How he can only communicate through song and why he sounds like a 2000s pop star. Well, I mean, because he is a 2000s pop star. Well, again, I understand you, but <laughs> he can sing, but he can't just like mouth normal words. He can't answer regular questions. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be annoying when like someone yeah. sings to you a whole song for a one word response? They're like, Roger, what do you think about this? I love life. <laughs> you going to do that the whole time? Yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's, there's the stylings of Roger Stillian. Get there it. you go. Get it. Cut get it, that. Get record it forever. <laughs> that's that solid gold. Baby. That's a that's a gift for you, listeners. From us to mm-hmm. you, baby. I did this for you. I think th- there's a lot of liberties being taken with Lyle Lyle, a property. But I mean, again, you're you're doing nothing but taking liberties because there's nothing. There are, there is no property outside of the real liberties anyway. So. Yeah. And we we do get to see the actual pages of the book being being drawn by by Constance Wu's character, the stepmother. Mm-hmm. What what we're assuming turns into the book. I mean, they never go anywhere with that, but we're assuming because she draws them that they will eventually be put together into you know to to make it to bring it full circle. The Lyle Lao Crocodile book. For also, kids. don't you find it weird that the parents don't have first names? They're just Mister and Mrs. Prim. Oh, were they? I didn't even realize yeah, that. They didn't have first names. Oh, yeah, that's kind of weird. But no one did, except for Lyle I mean, and Josh. No that's one had a kid. A... That's a kids' book thing, though. And Hector, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, and we and we have this. Brett Gelman plays Mr. Grumps. The, Mr. Grumps, the, the unfriendly neighbor, the incredibly like Disney two D villain. Yeah, who is what? just a prick, just a douche. That's all he is. There's, there's, there's no, there's no other side to it. He's just a prick. Like there's nothing else to it. There's no reason for it. Nothing. He's just an asshole. <laughs> he's he, just uh, an asshole. <laughs> yeah, am, am I wrong? 
I mean, this was really New York. Somebody would have stabbed him. So yeah, or you know, any number of things. But like, listen up, fuckface, mind your business. <laughs> It'd be a shame if someone had to come down here and explain come that down, to you another come way. Down here and break your knees. <laughs> It'd be a shame. Mm-hmm. But his also his his fascination with that cat was like it's comically stupid. Also, yeah. It's just it's just villain stuff. That's all. I mean, it's almost like the you know you put the villain or the villain has like the cat. He's like petting while he's laughing evilly and is ha 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 ha. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, listen, I'm all into like knock off super villain shit. That's funny. I throw, I pet my cat sometimes. But like, yes, minion, yes, <laughs> yes, buttons. Yeah, I'm also a dipshit. So <laughs> fair noted. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, right. That clip that out. Save that for later too. <laughs> uh, noted, noted. But I wonder, now this is just me, and you know I thought this, Roger, because it's me, but I thought this movie did have a little bit of charm to it as well. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's about, believe, you know, understanding things and believing yourself, that sort of thing. And and that's fine. Um, but it also, there's some weird examples, like, you know, he bribes the guy to get him to sell out the, you know, Lyle and there's some weird themes in here that just sort of like, yep, this is real life. Let me just give you money to, <laughs> and we'll, we'll do this. And about why, um, uh, Valentini kept, keeps trying to just exploit Lyle for money. <laughs> you know, like that's just weird. I don't know. I just don't know. Well, see, that's what I didn't, that's what but I kind of is very linear by the way. Cause again, there's no like cinematic twists here, folks. You know, it's just point A to point B to point C to point D, and then the movie is over. Well, and I mean, it's also kind of long for a, a kids movie. It's too, an hour I thought. forty-five. Yeah. Um, yeah, listen, this movie definitely could have been like ninety-four minutes. Just saying, <laughs> it could have been. And I couldn't have then. You couldn't have the other three songs in there, though. But we do have some. But the what the songs that are in there are are good. I mean. And I'm very surprised this the movie's not pulling more Sean Mendez fans to it. Mm-hmm. It can't be. With only making 26 million, there's no way that they could have pulled family and families and Sean Mendez fans in. There's just no way. It's not, not enough money made. No, no, no. So I just don't think people care about this movie or it's just or it's a decade or two decades too late. I mean, there is a commercial single off of this from, you know, the Sean Mendez does the heart the song Heartbeat. Like this is like a real on the radio song, so it's got that going for it. I just I, I wonder what the point of this was, why this movie was made now. I mean, obviously, I asked a ton of parents and kids this week if they knew what Lyle Lyle Crocodile was. Not mm-hmm. a one of them knew. Not one had heard of it. So, is it a decade too late? Is it two decades too late? I mean, why even – I wonder who thought this was a great idea because I remember – so this movie was – when I was finishing up Harold and the Purple Crayon, in the same building was Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And that accounting staff seemed to think that – or at least they were told that this movie was going to be a big deal, massive okay. deal by Sony. And it was – it's not. It, I mean this well, might this, this might have some longevity as far as like kids watching it on a service over and over again. Mate, sure. This movie's built for Netflix, man. <laughs> Of course it is. This is, which is, brings me to another point. Are we now making movies for theatrical run being kind of an inconvenience, and then getting it on streaming services for the real money to be made? Yeah, probably so. It didn't used to be like that. No, nope, you no. Know, but it is. But here, here's the thing: the world's different now. The world is very different now. Um, can we talk about the real sad part about Lyle Crocodile? Like super sad. 
Which is what? Uh, the fact that this movie was moved up to this date because Into the Spider-Verse 2 was bumped out of it. Oh, that's real. Well, that, isn't that depressing? Very. But look, I... I, I <laughs> it's a sad no, part of this movie. No, because I, I mean... This could have been the Spider-Verse. It, but I want them to take their time listening to the Spider-Verse. No, you're right. No, listen, I, I get it. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can drop loud, loud crocodile. No one cares. But if you if you drop a, you can't fuck up Spider Verse. No, you I'll, can't because that's. I'll kill you. <laughs> I won't kill you. <laughs> I will find you and kill you. I don't uh, have any money. <laughs> oh, Kermit doing. Yep, Kermit taking, doing taking. Hilarious. It is, it is funny. And can I we talk we're, about? We're going sideways here on Lyle. <laughs> can, can, can we just talk about another thing about the the way that they. The way that they they get people in New York to not know that Lyle Lyle is a real crocodile, but he's yes. walking around is they're yep. just they're just wearing a bunch of Florida Gators stuff. Yep, I mean, listen, go Gator, <laughs> go Gators, and everyone just assumes that it's a it's a guy in a Gator costume, I guess. But how would you not? That's like you remember that movie, um, White Chicks. Yeah, of course. Like those women don't they didn't look real then. No. Like, they didn't look like real people. No. They look like alien humanoids of trying to impersonate if women. If an alien made what a person, a, <laughs> yeah. a human woman look like, this is what you'd get. Yeah, and everyone was like, <laughs> everyone just bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, we could talk about the weird, like, zoo breakout. <laughs> which also doesn't make sense because nope. – So, okay, here's the zoo breakout, which I understand. Lyle gets, Lyle gets taken and puts in with the real crocodiles. gator in a zoo or – yeah. I keep saying gator. Yeah, I'm sorry. Florida mascot's a gator. He's a crocodile. That's offensive. It is offensive. Um, you put him in with the other crocodiles, and then they break him out. It, it, what, because they met there at four in the morning, or the, that was the plan. Yeah. And then they break out of the cage, which couldn't have been more than, what, 6 a.m.? Yeah, right. And then, and then they go straight to the – they go straight to the whatever was talent being – show. Talent <laughs> show. At 6.30 a.m., it's already been on and going for hours. Yep. Are you kidding me? In it's New like York? It's today's show. It starts at 5 a.m. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, right. Just mm-hmm. silly me. You forgot that. Silly you, yeah. Uh, and then, see this, and then, okay, so let me ask the question I wanted to ask with, you know, the same with I'm going to ask next week with Michael Myers. Okay, so this alligator, people just accept that this exists in the world. Yep. And when and when this when, when this guy belts out a banger, Lyle Lyle, he's getting cheered and, you know, fist bumped and Hell yeah, brother. Are we supposed to just So as a movie going audience, so we're supposed to just accept the fact that people in this world have accepted the fact there's a singing crocodile who now lives and walks among them. Yeah. I mean it's about time that that, that crocs didn't have to live in the shadow anymore, that they can come out and be, you know, a welcome to society like they should. It's about time, right? It's 2022. It it's it about is. damn it's 2022. time. 2022. You know, Crocs <laughs> can have their time in the sun. It's about time. It's about time. I, yeah. I just thought that was strange of how, I mean, I don't understand that the rationale when it's almost like when these filmmakers are, they're like, oh, just act scared that the crocodile walked in. Don't, no, no other emotion. Just act scared. It's, I don't understand, but I mean, it is a kid's movie and it does move kind of quicker than normal because it is a kid's movie. Well, and it is very linear. There's just some questions that I have that I don't – I'm learning that you don't ask because they don't matter. Well, yeah, because look, 
So one of the things Grayson would like to talk about is the difference between Michael Myers in the real world or Lyle Lyle the Crocodile in the real world. Who's more believable? Well, no, no, no. Okay, so one of our big, one of our huge criticisms of the second of Halloween Kills was in the end of the second film, those that circle of what 20, 25 people beat Mm -hmm. Michael to death with all manner of weapons, very sharp, very deadly, and very big. And then he just gets up and kills them all. Sorry, spoilers. Also, that's dumb as fuck. Number one. Number two, so we we faulted the movie for doing that. However, can I not fault Lyle Lau Crocodile for the same th- of, of just this, this crocodile, the seeing crocodile existing in the world and me kind of thinking that's okay and there's kind of a charm to it? Well, I mean, listen, I know you have um, a bias against crocodiles because you haven't yet once mentioned the beatboxing rattlesnake. Oh, it's right. Uh, yeah. So uh-huh. that was perfectly okay for you, but the, you know, the crocodile can't be a thing. So that's more of about you, not just crocodile. I forgot about that snake too in the end. Mm, it's just how could you? Rid- absolutely ridiculous. But I wish I could. <laughs> Forget about the beatboxing snake. <laughs> Turns out that I can't. No, you cannot. I So... Let me ask you then, Roger, with with you with the, with you being a dad to a little girl, would would your daughter interested this when this comes to a streaming service and you turn it on, you think she's gonna have any interest in this at all? Um no, not really. No, you are you, are you not even gonna give it a shot? I mean, listen, I'll let her turn I'll turn it on and let her watch it, and if she wants to watch it, that's fine. If not, it is what it is. Mm. So what did you like about this movie then? Uh, I mean the music's fine, right? It's not really my type of music, obviously. Listen, I am not Sean Mendes' peak demographic. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. But I don't think it's bad, right? Like, it's fine. Uh, other people sing in this movie, and they all sing pretty well, so that's pretty nice. Um, I mean, I like the... Listen, the story has a happy ending, right? It does. It it, it has a... All the good guys win, all the bad guys lose ending. I yep. hate that. And that I hate should that be ending. perfect for you. No, it's not. I don't like that. Well, listen, you love when you love when all the good guys win. I love it when there's a victory at a cost. Yep, you love when the good guys win. No, I don't. I love when the good guys win, but they've lost something along the way. This movie loses. Listen, I lost dignity when I watched this. Did you though? Okay, did you? Did you? Maybe. Did you and your wife watch it with ticket together? Yes. What did What did your wife think? It's cute. See, that's but that matters. I think to some people. To some people, yes. To us on a movie podcast, maybe, maybe mm. not. Well, fair, probably less to us, but I mean, yeah. it does matter to some but people. Again, though, you know, we we strictly we chose this movie just because we're, we're letting the box office decide what we're watching, and it was higher up the list. So this is we're gonna have things like this. And listen, Wild Wild Crocodile is not a bad movie. It really isn't bad. Listen, it's not some masterpiece of cinema. You know, you gotta just you gotta suspend belief because there's a singing and dancing crocodile that sounds like Sean Mendes, uh, who can do nothing else but sing, can't answer simple questions, you know, that sort of <laughs> stuff. Um, but it's fine, right? It's just fine. There's nothing wrong with this movie. It's just it's not for me. So I don't want to knock it because like, listen, did I really like this movie? Not particularly, but it's not bad. Okay, just, I got you. I, I, you, you I, understand I, what I mean? It, it's a perfectly serviceable kids movie, and that's just what it is. But I mean, yeah, the book is a perfectly serviceable kids book. 
Yes. So yeah, you know, as a forty-year-old man, I wouldn't be picking up this book and be like, "I have to read this." <laughs> Hard-hitting uh, words on yeah. a page. I need to see right now. Yeah, just coming off of reading Stephen King's fairy tale, this is not next on my list. No, so it's not. I mean, I, I, I don't know why I expected more out of Lyle Lyle Crocodile. I guess I, I expected more of a, more of a, of a lesson teacher than we got i mean yeah there's not a whole lot of moral conundrums in this movie no and the villain is very he's very unreal because he's not he isn't real he's just such a prick Mm -hmm. now i mean i guess in new york there would be people like that who just want their little world to be in orbit and they don't care about anyone else's world i understand that but he just seemed like he was unreal he's just too he's too evil to be real and the cat who ends up betraying him in the end very real Mm-hmm. Why did they? Why did they include the cat if they knew they had to CGI the cat? Also, we all know that crocodiles love to eat house cats. Do we all know That's that? That's common knowledge. Is it though? Is it clearly? I knew it. Mm. But Lyle didn't eat her. Lyle he barfed tried. it back up. He thought about it. He did it for four minutes. <laughs> he, he wouldn't thought. listen. He wouldn't have barfed her back up if he didn't have to. Nope. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions. Hector V. P. Valenti doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because usually characters like that don't exist in kids' stories. No, kind of like a con, a swindler. Yep. You know, I mean, he's he's, he's 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 out to make a quick buck and exploit Lyle Lyle instead of I mean, he embrace. He could sell drugs. He's not even a hustler. He's in New York. God damn it. <laughs> sure. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. I guess we'll move to the scoring port of this then. Okay. Um, want me to go first? You want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, Lyle Lyle to me is – I can understand if if, if if you're a parent, you'd, you'd have a kid who might really, really enjoy this. Um, I, to me, this is a five. I can recommend this if you like Sean Mendes. If you want to see a musical and there's nothing else out to watch, I can recommend it. It's a five. I wanted to be better, but yeah, so a five just where it sits for me. Okay. Um, well, listen, I'm not going to be much far of that. I thought about giving it a four just because it doesn't really appeal to me personally, but I respect it for what it is. It, it's a five. Uh, it's a serviceable kids movie. Um, there's nothing overly negative I could say about Lyle Lyle Crocodile besides the fact that it's not for me. Spoiler alert. It's not for us made for me what you know watching it critically going it's like if i watch my kids cartoons and be like this doesn't make any goddamn sense well of course it doesn't because it's cartoons for kids it's like you ever trying to analyze a spongebob episode that's what this is <laughs> those are that's a that's a very bad example because those are just made for stoner kids yeah but, but i mean okay what, what you think lyle lyle crocodile doesn't appeal to people if you're high like look at this sweet ass singing crocodile no, yeah i, I, I guess you're right yeah right now yeah <laughs> but yeah listen it's a five through and through. It's a it's fine. If you got kids, let your kids watch it. Look, it's not going to be around the movie theaters very long. It's only made twenty six million. The budget is fifty million dollars. It probably won't make its budget back. So uh, look for it on streaming. It's a Sony property, so it probably will end up on Netflix in less than forty five days. Just saying. That's a safe bet. That's a very very safe bet. Actually, yep. I bet you. I bet you it's on there before Christmas. I bet it's on there before Thanksgiving. Ooh, no, I'd be too close. 45 days. Can't okay. be any, any less than 45. Okay, okay, okay. 
Interesting. I guess we'll find out together. <laughs> now, listen, it'll be out there like next week. I'll be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, because Sony has the, oh, armored. Oops, it got no. leaked. Yep. Sorry. Well, we're never going to live that one down, Sony. Never, that movie never. wasn't even bad. No, I actually really enjoyed that movie, to, truth be told. But, uh, yeah, that's I don't know why they did that. But All right, this has been episode 301A of For the Love of Cinema. A? Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe, every little bit of health. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on the Facebook page. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Halloween Ends and The Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix. Mm. Michael Myers versus Lyle the Crocodile. Who wins? Mm. Mm.